your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak, where fake news comes to die. On Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website at freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows and also access useful resources. You can send me your questions and comments as well as get started advertising by emailing me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. We've got a fantastic show lined up today. i got a couple of really great guests with me in the studio today. And uh, the amount of information that we've been going through over the past couple weeks is just overwhelming. So I, we are not de- we are definitely not going to run out of things to talk about today. So I wanted to start off by talking a little bit about a movie I watched the other day on the Daily Wire. I I signed up recently for the Daily Wire and discovered that with a subscription on their website, they've got some great movies, actually, that you can watch on their website, which I, I... found them amazing and I watched one called Run, Hide, Fight and the main character was a high school girl called Zoe Hull. She was taught by her father how to survive and how to use firearms. A group of psychopathic students took over the school, trapped everyone in the cafeteria and went on a killing spree. Zoe first ran to safety, then hid from the attackers, then formed a plan to eliminate the threat one enemy at a time while utilizing things that were useful along the way. All of this she did by starting out with no weapons and being outnumbered and outgunned. Reminded me of a teenage girl version of John McClane from the movie Die Hard. This got me thinking about the situation we have found ourselves in over the past couple of years. It appears as though our home, the land of the free, has been taken over by a group of lawless thugs that have no respect for the U.S. Constitution and the founding principles this country was built upon. Instead of trapping people in a cafeteria where guns and people are all around the world have been trapped by fear based on lies repeated over and over again by power-hungry politicians bent on controlling everyone and everything along with greedy woke corporations and the media outlets that have become the propaganda arms of these same politicians and corporations. COVID has become big business. An entire economy has formed around it and those profiting from the scamdemic are not in a hurry for it to end. COVID has become a product, and those involved in selling it want to make sure you become a lifetime consumer. For this reason, the big lie must be maintained by those benefiting from the profits. COVID is raking in big bucks for manufacturers of surgical masks, an entire line of pharmaceuticals, test swabs, ventilators, and plexiglass walls. I wish before this whole scam started, I would have invested in the companies that were making plexiglass. And I'm kind of thinking right now, I was thinking about, is there some kind of opportunity out there where I can buy up all this plexiglass for pennies on the dollar and somehow make a profit on it? I, I don't know. I haven't thought of a way yet. Hospitals are receiving huge cash incentives to deem all deaths as related to COVID. Ad agencies are making money selling COVID commercials that portray smiling people having test swabs shoved up their noses and injections being put in their arms. After all, you will do this because you care about others. All of this greed and deception fuels further fear. 
Politicians make money buying stocks of companies that enrich themselves by keeping the scam going. No wonder how it is seemed that small businesses were destroyed and large corporations were allowed to flourish. The recipients of the income of this business don't want it to ever end. This COVID economy I mentioned is supported by the latest religious cult, which I'm going to call the Church of Fauci. The followers of this new church will do anything the great and powerful Fauci says purely on faith or lack of, depending on how you look at it. Rush Limbaugh coined the term low information voter in reference to those that live their lives and cast their votes based on very limited knowledge of things going on in the world around them. I would like to say I have actually witnessed what I would call no information voters. These are people that may be very intelligent people that lead busy lives and very knowledgeable about the skills they utilize, yet completely out of touch with current events outside their field of interest. I was told by someone the other day that they had never heard of Dr. Fauci. Even though this evil man is in a large part responsible for the destruction of businesses and lives all over the world due to his lies concerning the so-called deadly virus we know of as COVID-19. I was watching on the news how people are so happy that they no longer have to wear a mask on public transportation because a Trump-appointed federal judge struck down Joe Biden's illegal, unconstitutional mandate. I find it disappointing to see how people will give up their freedom in exchange for a convenience or a product. I wonder just how far the government would have to go before everyone finally said no. I have a feeling that many people would never say no. I watched a news video from China that showed how some people are feeling so distressed and are living in so much fear that they are jumping off tall buildings to their deaths. This is not something you will see on any cable news station. Many in the Marxist left of this country would like to adopt the same policies that are in place in China because they want the government to keep them safe. They also want the government to force the rest of us to accept being kept safe. Many people will say, I am only one person. My vote doesn't count. It's a law. One person can make a difference. And part of how to do this is to get involved in any way you can. If you get involved, others will follow. More and more people are getting involved every day. People are joining protests around the world. Truckers are forming convoys. Brave conservative re representatives are speaking out. Patriotic, friendly businesses are forming and regular citizens are running for political office. I heard someone make a statement the other day criticizing political candidates that are running their campaigns on a shoestring budget and suggested they drop out of the race and make way for big money candidates. I heard it said, it doesn't matter where they got their money. I remember how Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016, and if the truth were ever known, also in 2020. He did this with a fraction of the money that his opponent had. Candidates win elections by getting voters, not money. If you gain the support of the voters, you can win an election. Shouldn't we ask the question, where did the money come from? Isn't that important? 
Should we be concerned about whether the money came from a freedom-loving donor or maybe someone like an evil, woke corporation, Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, or George Soros, to name a few? Shouldn't we be concerned that if this candidate was to win, would they owe favors to a donor that doesn't reflect our values? Selling your soul and winning at any cost is not acceptable to me. How about you? If you're a candidate, stay in the race. Fight like hell and don't quit until it is over. If you end up not making the cut, put your full support behind the last person standing. This is why we have primaries. So we, the people, can decide. We've allowed our country to be slowly picked apart a little at a time for years because we were all too busy to notice. The danger has now become obvious and it's almost too late. If you have ran or are in hiding, it is not too late to join the fight. We have to pick off the enemies a little at a time in order to get our country back. Defund woke corporations. Be willing to give up some convenience. Get involved. One person can make a difference in a positive direction. One person can also make a difference in a negative direction by complying with the enemy. In a quote by Mother Teresa, she stated, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. So, that being said, I want to introduce my guests, and they can tell you a little bit about themselves and what they're up to. So, first of all, I have um, Susanna Vasquez, and she is running for political office, and she's also the owner of Pet Foods Gone Wild in Rio Rancho. And she is a patriot that I, and I just, I think she's awesome, because during the illegal, unconstitutional, tyrannical lockdowns of our tiny tyrant in Santa Fe, she stood her ground. She stayed open. So, uh, Susanna, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hey, Becca. Thank you hey. so much. <laughs> uh, well, I um, started my business a little over 11 years ago. It's been 11 years. It's a little surreal. Um, I am originally not from New Mexico, but um, I relocated 12 years ago here. And there's a question that somebody asked me not too long ago. They asked me, where, out of all the places you ever lived, what, what place did you love the best? And I, I sat there for a minute, and I'm like, it isn't where I loved to live in, it's where my home is. So where my home is where I love to be at. And right now, New Mexico is my home. Um, with that said, of course, like you mentioned, it was, it's been a really hard two years. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks when all this started, we were all like in, in awe, like what's going on? What's happening? Is this for real? And my biological science background kicked into high gear after three weeks. And I like, wait a minute. If this is so deadly, wouldn't 50% of the world already be dead? And that's what really kicked in. So, yeah, we, you know, I, I started questioning things. And I think everybody needed to question stuff um, at the time instead of just going along. Um, and that's really what started our, I guess you could say, our fight. But more than anything, our rights. Uh, I'm a big faith person, and God has given us those freedoms, those rights to begin with. And our forefathers wrote that down. So with that, you know, we just, 
I wouldn't, I just couldn't go wholeheartedly in my heart and in my brain. I could not do what they were asking me to. So, you know, moving forward, it was uh, it was a struggle two years. It was uh, it was a fight. We were beat up pretty bad, uh, but uh, we're still standing. You know, thank God. And that is one of one of the one of the many reasons that led me to think, you know what? If I'm going to help this state, which is where is my home is right now, the only place I can think of is running for for house, um, whether it was representative or senate. That is where I knew that change can can happen. And change is very much needed in this state. Oh, for sure. Yes. So you've decided not to run or hide, but you have decided to fight. And you have been fighting from the beginning. Yes, yes. But little did I know. I was just, I just knew <laughs> it wasn't right. It wasn't right. And we just, you know, not only myself, but my crew, I mean, they were with me the whole time. And I'm very thankful for the people that did, did for the few that did stand by me. Uh, there was many that didn't. But you know what? Um the truth is being opened, and there's a lot of people that are, they may not be seeing it, but there are a lot of people that are opening their eyes at this point in time. So, yes. Oh, I think so. So, what's yes. this political office you're running for? I am running for um, House of Representative in District 44. And, you know, they changed the maps incredibly. District 44 was not as big as it is right now, but it, it now it encompasses uh, a lot more and, and into Albuquerque, which it didn't before. Uh, but it's been... Um, it's been really nice, I'll be honest with you, because I've been knocking on doors, talking to people, and people that did not know where their map was, obviously, or what district they belonged to, but at the same time, they're like, well, we don't even know who our rep was or is. Well, then I was like, Look, well, let me tell you, I'd be more than honored to be your representative, <laughs> yeah. and this is who I am. And, you know, it's kind of like an open-door policy at the, at, at the same time. I'm like, look, just call me if you guys need to talk to you, you want me to speak to you, I'd be more than happy to. Why? Because I do that already as my business mm -hmm. uh, because of what I do. I mean, I love my business. Uh, it's it's really more geared to, you know what, making your pets a lot healthier. Uh, I'm not rich by no means, trust me. This so you're not a millionaire, you don't no, have millions of dollars in the No, I don't have millions, no, I don't. And you're running for political <laughs> and office a, yes. and you don't have millions of dollars. No, I don't. Uh. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> that, no. But you know what, it was, it's such an amazing industry. I love it. Uh, and, you know, and again, it's all about making your pets healthier. You know, making sure that they don't last long. They really don't. We, they last very, you know, minimal of what we last. But I want them to be healthy so that, you know what, when they do pass, it's because of old age and not because, you know what, I could have done this, I could have done that. And that's really where we're at. And I love it. I really do. But if they would have just left us alone and I would have been my own little bubble, then maybe I wouldn't be sitting here in front of you talking. <laughs> you but never know. You never know. I think God had a, a different plan for, for me or for my crew and everything. But it's just a way it's happened. Yeah. A lot of us, our lives have changed so much over the past couple of years. These mm -hmm. people have actually, I think this thing is backfiring on them because what they've done is they've tried to do too much too fast mm -hmm. and they've brought a bunch of us together and people that I don't believe I would have known otherwise, you know, like you and Tim and, and all the other people, at the friends. I've, I've got more friends now than I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. And you know what? You're absolutely <laughs> right on that. I have met people that I probably would never, ever had ever met. And again, I'm a big faith person, so I do believe that people are put in our paths for a reason. And it may not be shown at that moment in time, but later on. And you know what? That's one thing I've been blessed. I've been blessed to have met a lot of you guys and, you know, like-minded yeah. and faith people. So, oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. 
Yes. So, but yes, but thanks, Becca. Yeah. So, hey, now I want to introduce my other guest, Tim McLean, and he is with a group called America's Assembly. And uh, Tim, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, hello, Rebecca. Hey. <laughs> it's awesome. I am just so honored to be here with both of you today. And your opening monologue about people standing, I personally am one of those people that was retired for 16 years and was also sort of sitting back saying, I don't really want to be involved. But that one person can make a difference. And we started uh, America's Assembly with eight people. And we have people all over the country now that are correcting their status from American citizens to American state nationals. And we're pulling ourselves out of the corporate system and educating people on their status, standing, and jurisdiction. So it, it really comes down to that the whole country has been incorporated. Everything from the states to the counties. And what we're doing is we're showing the people how to remove themselves from that system and become uh, free, free from the government system. So it's pretty exciting. We have uh, just literally hundreds of thousands of people all over the country that are doing this. Well, you know, what we've seen, like I mentioned in my opening monologue, is we have seen, and, and I, I, don't, I believe a lot of people didn't notice until the past couple of years, just how much they have been tearing this country apart and destroying the foundation that it was built on. It's like one thing I have noticed so much over the past couple of years is how they have just blatantly violated the Constitution and things that they've done. I mean, right down from the illegal impeachment of President Trump in which they violated the Constitution on that. And I've talked about that on previous shows. I mean, there were numerous. I mean, the procedures set forth in the Constitution for the appropriate way to remove a president was completely not followed, and they violated all the rules. They, they via, they've been violating our personal freedom and liberty, and we have the governor, we have the president, we have every every democrat political leader is out there issuing mandates and orders and decrees and things that are not backed up by the force of law and not only that but when you when you are going to put forth something which is going to be a law for people to live by it has to go through our elected representatives it has to be voted on and it has to be constitutional yes i agree and, you know, something that you brought up there is the Constitution. The Constitution is being shredded today. Totally. It's, it's not being accepted by anybody. A good example of that, walk into any court, and when they swear somebody in, do they put their hand on the Bible anymore? No. And they don't allow the Constitution into their courts because it's all statutes, codes, rules, and procedures. And it's all controlled by the bar attorneys. And I'm excited to go into the stuff that you have prepared for oh, our yeah. talking points today. Because yeah, we're going to talk. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll open people's eyes on on things about about wow, what's going on is not legal, and my my due process is not being honored. I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I talked about the uh, the gulags in D.C. about people being unconstitutionally held up there. They've been held up there for over a year under the worst possible conditions, and and calling them gulags is very very appropriate because that's the kind of treatment they're being given. Yes, absolutely. 
And when it comes down to uh, some of the stuff that you've prepared for us to talk about tonight and the stuff that I've uncovered is going to be absolutely amazing. Because when you look at the Constitution and you see how they've actually removed a part of our Constitution that was ratified, that's going to be pretty exciting because our, our representatives that are in uh, the state uh, uh, congresses as well as in the federal Congress, they're all usually bar attorneys and they're not supposed to be there. And that law is still the law of the land today. Nice. It's never been, never ever been uh, voted out or anything. They just literally removed it. And to uncover that information, that's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Susanna, you, what, how much of a fine is it that the, the tiny tyrant has imposed upon you <laughs> for, for running your business? For running my business, I have a $10,000 fine. $10,000. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like a while back what uh, Pastor Smotherman did. He basically t told her, I'm not paying any of this. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to. And you know what? For, and I'm not the only business, <clears throat> excuse me, that actually has one or had one. But for those who paid it, I, I feel for them because they should never have paid it. It, it was unconstitutional for them to even agree to this or to mandate it because it was never law and I knew that again my mind started kicking into high gear three or four weeks into this and like wait a minute and as things just started to progress in an ugly way the more I read the more I researched the more I asked questions and when they finally decided to come around and I say well you can do as you like and by the probably the 12th or 13th visit that they decided to come in, which was OSHA, Department of Health, or with the state police, I said, okay, I'm done with you guys. Get a warrant. Right. I knew my, I knew my yeah. rights. And, yes, yeah, so it was a little scary at the beginning because we're like, what is happening here? For running my business, a small business, a pet food business, <laughs> to top it up. You're so dangerous. I know, I'm so dangerous. <laughs> uh, they're coming after me. I, you know, yes, it, is, it was a little scary. I did have an amazing um, attorney, Anna Gardner, who actually, you know, guided me through a lot of this. Uh, Todd Reed, which is an amazing person, also a friend of mine, who, you know, really helped me with a lot of information as well. And we're like, you guys are right. This is wrong, absolutely wrong. So funny thing is, when I did say get a warrant, I really wasn't expecting them to get a warrant. But then again, look who we have and look who they appointed into the courts. And long and behold, the funny thing is, is when I looked at the warrant, the judge that had signed off on that warrant had been actually put in by this governor a year before. Oh, surprise, surprise. A surprise. And I'm right. like, oh, wow. Like, really? Mm -hmm. So it, it was a surprise, but it wasn't a surprise, I guess you could say. And I said, okay. Funny thing is they were, they were only allowed to speak to me, but then they wanted to speak to my employees. I'm like, uh-uh-uh. Mm -hmm. no. You want to talk to them? Go get another warrant. That's right. You need a warrant for them now, Exactly. Too. And I'm like, well, we need their names. I'm like, go figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, that's what more people need to know. They need mm -hmm. to understand their rights. And that's something that I have been talking about for over a year now since I've been on the radio and even before that when I was standing up and talking at protests, and mm -hmm. which you were at a lot of those too, right. is I've been trying to tell people, hey, you need to understand your rights. You need to understand the Constitution. And what these people doing are doing is not lawful. You know, like this, this fine that you're trying to make you pay. It's like, the proper way to deal with that is fine. You think I owe that fine. 
okay, I have due process in this country. I am innocent until proven guilty. So fine, you want to try to collect that $10,000 from me? You take me to court. You prove, according to the law, that I have done something wrong. Well, the reason they're not going to take you to court for that $10,000 is because they know they don't have a leg to stand on. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, Rebecca, I just this is my first time meeting Susan here today, and I live all the way up in Tejeras. Up or, in my part or, of the country. Or, or some people say Tejeras. <laughs> Tejeras. <laughs> right? I'm getting it down. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand your pet business is over in Rio Rancho, yes. and we have a herd of animals. So oh. <laughs> I am going to come and buy all my pet food from you today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she, now she has such a selection over there, you wouldn't believe it. I went over there a while back and was looking at all the stuff that she has. It's like really, really, she has an awesome selection of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you. We try. We try very hard. You know, it's just, and it's really more, like I said, more geared to, to wanting to have your, your healthy pet. But then with all of this, it become a bigger statement of like, you know what? We knew it wasn't right. We need to stand up. So I'm blessed that I was able to do that and have the strength to do that. But at the same time, you know, my business, you know, it, it, it's, it's still standing. And yeah. for those that didn't, what, weren't able to still stand, that's what hurts me the most, you know. Well, it's, about. it's community. Yes. Though. You know, community needs to stand up for each other. It and does. patriots need to stand up for each other. And we need to bring our businesses within like PMAs. Where, yeah. we are, where we're all united together. You know, the Amish people, they're the best at it. Right. They're, they're the ones who haven't, you know, fallen all the way as deep as we have because they've stayed true to the values of God. And, and it's like, that's where we need to continue to unite like that and do business with one another and start taking the money away from these corporations. Totally agree. That are all just, you know, all woke, so. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about some of these things that we've been hearing about in the news over the past several days. I'm literally watching the news like right before I walk out the door to come to the studio. So even though I've got a, a, an outline for, for the show, it's like I like to start off with covering some of these latest news events because some of them are just crazy. <laughs> it must be painful to have to watch that. <laughs> exactly. I've, I don't think I've seen the news in quite some time. I pick up other things here yeah. and there. So, have you guys been watching this trial of Johnny Depp? Have you guys seen any of this stuff? Him I, and his crazy, uh, soon-to-be ex-wife. I mean, my thought is, and it, that you hear about a lot of these actors and things like that, these are people that are kind of dysfunctional. And it seems to me, just by watching uh, Johnny Depp just kind of just stumble through his, his talking about, oh, did you do cocaine? Well... Yeah, I think I did. It's like, yeah, I think the cocaine fit into that box. <laughs> uh, you know, oh my God. I, it's like, it's like, well, did you? Were you drinking? You know, uh, what, a, what, what whiskey or whatever in the morning? Well, you know, happy hours is any time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I get the impression with him, happy hours all the time with his Cheerios. Yeah, yeah, and 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 his his crazy ex-wife. I mean, I just look at the expressions on her face, and she just kind of gives me the impression of just a stone cold sociopath. And it's like, I think they're both crazy and i think two crazy people get together and they darn near kill each other and it's like i know i've 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 dealt with sociopaths myself in the past all too many of them for some reason sociopaths seem to be attracted to me and it's like i don't know why 
it's, it's like, you know, all I can say is if you meet somebody that's a sociopath, the best thing you can do is just kind of run the other direction. <laughs> yes. No matter how old you are, run. Run. <laughs> do the best you can to run. <laughs> Have yeah. you guys followed that at all? Unfortunately, no, I haven't. I really, I'll be honest with you, I don't really look at the news. I look at, you know, bits and pieces of things that are going on, but I have not heard of that. But it doesn't surprise me. I've never been a big fan of Johnny Depp, I'll be honest with you. I like some of his movies, but not I'm not a big fan. He's a good he's, actor, you yeah. know, and I try to separate that. Yeah. These crazy actors, I try to separate who they are as a complete and total nut job in real life it, it, with the work that they do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, I like that character you portray. It's like your crazy, your crazy psychopathic person <laughs> that you really are doesn't shine through at all. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I appreciate the work. Or maybe that is, that is the one structure that they're good at and everything else around them is just, you know, yeah. shocked. Yeah, yeah, totally well, off the rails. The only thing I remember Johnny Depp, and this is one thing I, you know, I thought he was hot when he was in Twenty One Jump Street, but that was a long time <laughs> well, I, ago. Was he in Twenty One Jump <laughs> yes, Street? He I was totally a forgot series that. On that. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, after that, he just really did go crazy, and yeah. uh, I'm just like, okay, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Eh, oh, like, okay, I, I, you know, I like Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see now that maybe that personality of Jack Sparrow, maybe he wasn't acting at all. Maybe he was just like, yeah. totally high and and drunk and just and just yeah. Let's just they go gave with him it. free reign on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was the real thing. That was really him. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, let's take a short break. Uh, that's the first thirty minutes, and we'll be right back. Awesome. Here at Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home build, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505 385 6680. That's 505 385 6680. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one -on -one beginner and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. 
Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. People get ready as a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. Just get on board All you need is faith To hear the dealers humming Don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord Oh, there we go. We're back with Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Albuquerque's Conservative Talk. KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And I want to remind you of my email address, beccamarienm at gmail.com. That is B-E-C-C-A. M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. And you can email me questions, comments. Until we go live, uh, that will be how you have to communicate with me. And I will do the best I can to uh, acknowledge whatever it is that you send me on my next show. Also, you can contact me that, at that email address if you would like to advertise with my show, which also goes out over the station overall. And uh, I, we have a huge Patriot following that will love to do business with you. So I would highly suggest emailing me, beccamarienm at gmail.com. You know, we were talking a little bit about, uh, during the break, about how sometimes the news just drives you crazy. And, I, and I've mentioned that myself a few times about the cable news outlets and i'm you know i all of them all of them even the ones that are conservative for the most part they one thing that drove me crazy about them and i recently signed up for another news source that i like better one thing that drove me crazy is they were jamming the covid propaganda down your throat and and they all do that although i took a chance the other day and it's like, oh, OAN, you know, it's like I've heard a lot about them and it's like, it's a subscription service. You got to pay for it. It's like five bucks a month. It's like, you know, I'm going to give it a try. And I signed up for them and it's like, you know, I, I love OAN. I really do. It's like no COVID propaganda and they present the news and they actually have actual reporters on the ground all over the world reporting the news and they report everything. And stuff that you just don't hear anywhere else. And they report the news and they let you decide. They really do report and let you decide. Unlike other news stations that eh, maybe, maybe not. Anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. I love OEN. I've, I've tried that recently. So another one of the things that I've seen in the news that I thought was really hilarious the other day. And they're talking about these where they're providing these fentanyl test strips. I don't know if you guys have heard of those. Basically, it's so that these drug addicts can make sure that their drugs are pure before they use them. 
my. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, we're not enabling anybody exactly. here. No, not at all. And, you know, another term that gets used all the time that, that, that really just drives me crazy is they talk about a drug overdose. And it's like, so I have, I, I'm just, I don't believe that these illegal drugs that these people are taking come with like a label and a sheet, a fact sheet saying, okay, well, this is the proper dose to take of this illegal drug <laughs> uh, so that you get the proper effect without dying. Exactly. Uh, it's like, I, I, I don't believe... So, what is the proper dose of an illegal drug? Boy. Good, good question. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're snorting your cocaine, what's the proper amount of cocaine to snort to where you get the best effect without dying? I don't even want to admit that I did that many years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was way too many years to even yeah. remember what that dose would be. And there wasn't a label on the uh, package or anything? No, no, but back in those days, I think that it came with like a little gold spoon. A so gold that, spoon. A gold it might be worth something today. <laughs> Does the gold spoon maybe give the proper portion? I don't know. I, who knows? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. So there was that one, and let's see, what was another one that I saw that was, oh, so airline pilots are getting together and they're suing to get these mask mandates made illegal permanently. Well, they've always, mandates have always not been legal, but it's, they're, they're actually going to court over this now and they are trying to prevent this from happening again. And as a pilot myself, I can tell you there is a, there is a condition uh, that pilots call hypoxia in which like you get to high altitude and you're not getting quite enough oxygen and you get, uh, your brain doesn't work quite so good, you get a little bit foggy, uh, you can get a headache, uh, your decision making is impaired. And what they've been doing for months and months now is they've been forcing pilots to wear masks in the con cockpit. Now, me as a pilot myself, I do not feel safe flying on an airliner in which the pilot is re receiving reduced oxygen, increased carbon dioxide, and uh, possibly is, has received the clot shot and isn't very healthy. I just, I don't feel good about that at all. And I even had a, a retired Delta pilot on, uh, on the show with me last year, I think. Um, and he actually made the statement, no, I will not fly on a commercial airliner that has a couple of vaxxed pilots sitting in the cockpit. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember him saying that. Yes, yeah. yeah. I absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, I would not, it's unfortunate because many pilots are on the same you know, wavelength that we are, that we shouldn't be at. But yes, it is one of the things that, like, again, my, my mind went to high gear. And, you know, these basically face diapers that I call, mm -hmm. there's no way you are going to get that 100% oxygen, you know, that you should be getting without, with them, you know, let alone without them. So I'm like, why would you, why would you do that to yourself? You know, so, and then with that altitude, and then with the, the, the clot shot, I mean, it, it just, it's an, an overall storm that is actually brewing and you know so why would I want to risk my life with that but you're absolutely right you know if you also think about <clears throat> I think it was right about maybe four or five months into COVID in the very beginning do you remember seeing a video that emerged where people were using hypoxia machines and they were taking the instructions and showing everybody what the level should be of somebody that you know, could possibly be getting hypoxia. And they would take the, uh, the little wand of it, put it in the mask, 
And after they would have it on for 30 seconds, they'd watch the meter go up. And it was something like around, I don't remember the numbers, but mm -hmm. like 100 gets dangerous. Well, the longer he had it on, it went up to like 4,000. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that, my goodness, like this person could die, <laughs> you know, right here just, just doing the test. Right. And actually, I saw some of those videos and then I never saw them again. Yeah. yeah. So they were literally just banned off or just censored completely. Yes, I do remember that. And that was another thing. Like, see, it's right there, everyone. Why can't you see it? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they hide censorship. everything. Everything censorship. Yeah. Even, even some of the stuff I was looking at on some of the articles that we were going to talk about later here. Yeah. You literally cannot find Article 7 if you use any search engine. I don't care if it's, you know. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Google is the worst. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I will not use that term, Google anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people, don't Google anything. Yeah. I Do not me. Google anything. I call it a, a search engine now because I don't even want to use those. But Brave is pretty good because yeah. they do keep you, you know, pretty clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I usually use. Yeah. So let's see what else. Um, so, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So. Elon Musk, the Elon Musk thing, okay? He is looking to buy Twitter. And it looks like he's working on a, a hostile takeover. And you're hearing these, this, this board at Twitter in which he, he came out a couple of days ago and he basically told these guys, if I buy the company, you guys are all fired. And it's like, I saw that one coming. Yeah. I saw yeah. that one coming. Yeah. Yes, do it. <laughs> yes, I know. And, and I get the impression that no matter what, Elon Musk is going to get Twitter. Yes. He, he's going to get it one way or the other. Yeah. We're going to get it the easy way or the hard way. Either way. Well, you know what? It's showing, you know, that money does talk on this. And you know what? I think that someone finally is fed up with it. You mm -hmm. know, like, you know what? I have the money. I'm going to do this. Yep. gear up because here i come so yes yes i did see that i'm like well let's hope he does <laughs> amen and hallelujah exactly. yeah everybody pray for elon yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so what about this thing have you have you guys seen the thing where they want to force you to vote have you seen that one <clears throat> i actually i actually got an article about that okay this i got to talk about this this is so good okay this is a thing that they're this is an actual bill it, 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 and and I was listening to the news talk about it, and they did not even touch on the really good stuff in this bill. It's like I have gotten to a point where I never trust what anybody just tells me about something. It's like, okay, it's like I'm going to print the bill up myself, and I'm going to read it. And I've been doing that a lot lately. It's like, oh, my God, you find some juicy stuff in these things. <laughs> this is a thing going through the house. And it's called H.R. 7536. And they've titled it Civic Duty to Vote Act. Okay, so in the bill, it says to require each eligible citizen to appear to vote in each regularly scheduled general election for federal office and for other purposes. So basically what they're saying is that you are going to vote whether you like it or not. We are going now. Now, the thing I think about this is like when you pass, look to pass a law about something, you also have to figure out, well, how am I going to enforce this law? And like I've mentioned numerous times, is this law constitutional or not? 
You're going to love to talk about that, aren't you, Tim? Well, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this gets so good. Okay, so, so I thought about this enforcement because that's the first thing that jumped into my mind. I'm thinking, well, how are they going to enforce this thing? So in number, in general on this thing, it says, and there's a thing in here that uh, is a, a number which, which caught my eye too. As, except as provided a civil money penalty in the amount of $20. $20, that number that, that jumps out at you, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Shall be assessed. Shall. Okay, now notice how they say the word shall there. Okay, mm -hmm. now, and I even missed this last night when I read this thing. That got me thinking about something else. It says shall be assessed against any individual found to be in violation of the requirements. Then on the section, it says valid and sufficient reason described. Now, keep in mind, I said shall. That means that if you don't do what they say, you are going to have to pay 20 bucks. Shall is an order, according yeah. to... Exactly. Yeah. Shall is an order without exception, okay, according to the Constitution. The following shall be deemed to be a valid and sufficient reason for not appearing to vote in a regularly scheduled general election for federal office. So they said the one thing, darn it, you're gonna do this whether you like it or not. And then they follow it contradicting themselves saying, you shall be deemed a sufficient reason for not voting. That is contradicting. Yeah. Hands which, down. Okay, how do you do, how do, you do both things? I, I don't know. It's like apparently you're ordered to do I, you're ordered to do it, but then you're ordered, well, you don't have to do it. I, I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> um, so they, so they, list these, they list these reasons about, you know, why if you're unable to receive or return a ballot, uh, unable to appear to vote as a result of an emergency, uh, unable to comply with requirements due to sincerely held religious and personal beliefs. So I guess you got to get a, a religious exemption not to comply. But of course, then they just also said you don't have to comply. Uh, this is really, really confusing. An individual was unaware of the individual's eligibility to vote. So you were unaware that you were eligible to vote. This, this is crazy and it gets worse. So what's crazy about this is yes. that, like, I come from a whole different perspective on things, which we aren't going to be able to go into today. Yeah, 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 because that would be a whole other, whole other show. It, it, it truly would be. But when you, when you actually go back to 1871, see, I go back in history, and I look at how our Constitution was formed and how our laws are. But there's so much of this legal, but the truth is, is we're supposed to be lawful. Legal is what we're going to get into, I believe, mm -hmm, which yeah. is going to be about attorneys. And let me make a disclaimer. I don't believe all attorneys are bad. No, they're not all bad. But there is a lot behind the attorneys, which is the bar attorneys. Mm -hmm. And they haven't taken an oath to our Constitution. They actually shouldn't even be holding office. Mm -hmm. But um, coming from the legal perspective versus a lawful perspective, is that the way that they do this is these attorneys write these bills 
and they make them confusing. And that's why you're saying, what the heck is this, right? Yeah, like, my head's spinning reading it. this stupid thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So oh, yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure they, it out too, they, yes. They yeah. call that legalese. Yeah. Yes. It's just another language. Yeah. And, and it's only known by them going through their bar attorney schools to learn this. But we, the people, don't know what those words mean. And, and what they're constantly doing is trying to bring us into their courts mm -hmm. by arguments, mm -hmm. by, you know, defending something. It's all about fighting. And they've had us at war ever since the Civil War and fighting against ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so they just drag us into their courts and the monkeys just do what they tell us. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. So, so then we have on the section labeled waiver. Okay, now keep in mind, they throw the word shall into all of these things. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, you told me I have to do this thing. Now you're telling me I have to do this thing. And now you're gonna tell me, oh, here's something else that I have to do. Right. The appropriate state election official shall grant a waiver. Well, how do you grant a waiver against something that you already said that you shall do it, which means that you have to do it no matter what, uh, but yet you can grant, you, you also have to grant a waiver not to do it. Uh, grant a waiver of the civil money penalty under paragraph blah, 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 with respect to any individual found to be in violation of the requirement under subsection who certifies to the election official that individual cannot afford to pay such civil money penalty. So if you can't afford, afford to pay, you don't have to pay the fine that you have to pay. Whew, wow, okay, so then we go into the second, and I just highlighted the, the, the really good stuff in this. It, it, there's more to it. And so no additional penalties for failure to pay civil money penalty. Okay, so this is saying <laughs> that if you don't vote in the election that you were ordered to vote in no matter what, and you cannot pay the fine that you were penalized to have to pay for the election you didn't vote in, that you can't pay the fine that you were ordered to pay. Whew, wow. Mm. Um, <laughs> that this is saying such individual shall not, as a result of such failure to pay the civil money penalty, be subject to any additional civil or criminal penalty. So what they're saying is that if you don't do any of this stuff, there's absolutely no 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 enforcement whatsoever. No repercussion for it. Yeah, none. So here's my question: Why did they create the bill? It was it was <laughs> yeah, it, you know what it go. was? It was a bunch of attorneys that were having a party writing that after I, a few I think shots they were of all, whiskey. They were all drunk. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Or or snorting coke something. or, or <laughs> snorting doing some kind of they drugs were, or maybe I don't know who knows. They were all doing a happy more dance more than the it prescribed amount of the illegal <laughs> substance. Oh I, I, my gosh, yeah. yeah. So, so it goes on. It says they've actually got uh, provisions in this thing to permit, <laughs> to prohibit law enforcement from doing anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Prohibition against information sharing with law enforcement. So uh, we're not going to tell law enforcement about this because then they, they might have to enforce enforce the law that that doesn't really that can't be enforced, right? So you're you're forced to do something that you don't need to do, but you're going, but we're not going to tell the law enforcement because you really didn't need to do it, 
but you shouldn't be doing it. Your brain's tied in knots oh now my too, God. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Can you see my confusion on this? Again, yes. and yeah. the point yes. of this bill was? Uh, yeah, maybe they were just bored and they, they were trying to waste time. I don't know. That's Eight, called the HR uh, 7536 Civic Act. Duty to Vote Act. I see, and it and it has like some sort of crazy meaning of, of like uh, oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. And see, the thing is, if all I would have done is watch just the cable news, all I would have heard is that Congress is trying to put through a bill which would force people to have to vote in federal elections. That's all they said. They did not even, I don't even think they read this bill. It's like, and it's only a few pages long. It wasn't hard to read. And it's like, why didn't they talk about the idiocy of this stupid you need, crap to, you need to read, read it to know what's in it, right? Yeah, you do. You <laughs> well, do need to read it. Thing. Even, even if they did, would they have understood it? They only understood that one line that you have to vote. Right, That you right. shall vote, yeah. you know? And this is one of the things that you're right about news-wise. They will only capture that. So the people will only listen to that because that's the only thing that was Right, and there. that's what they're going to believe. And, and so believe. their people are going to be, oh, my God, they're going to... Exactly. But... This is nonsense. It is. This is total nonsense. So, and, and the thing that's really, really scary is that people that are in elected office are, are writing this kind of crap. Yes, I and, know. And, and it's like, okay, uh, this makes no sense at all. This mm -hmm. was written by a lunatic. Yes. I, yeah. Probably by all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all, they all contributed they're all to it. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. There's, and you know, that's one of the things that I, one of the things that I sat and before I decided to throw my hat into the race. And some of the bills that are out there are just ridiculous. And if you really don't go in there and look at them, you're really, you're, you, we're setting up ourselves for failure as the people. But they know what is in there, and even they probably have, have not even really read into it. There's someone that I'm going to talk about and just real quickly is the um, 8.5 million um, budget bill that was passed and some of the Republicans that actually voted for them. If those Republicans should would have had, if they were true Republicans and conservative Republicans, they would have not voted for that. There's something in there that just totally strikes me down is that there's $300,000 that is going to be set aside for gun control programs. Mm -hmm. Now, did you, conservative Republicans, read that? I know the leftists did. I don't think they do. I don't think they read stuff either. I really don't. But they voted on, and that is one of my yeah. pet peeves. I'm like, really? So I'm, I'm a big, you know what? I thank God that our forefathers gave us our Second Amendment, and now there's something there that is going to come after us. And you know, as far as gun control, it's like I, I understand gun control. I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of training in, in shooting a firearm. So I understand gun control. It has to do with the proper grip. It has to do with breathing. It has to do with uh, you know, properly squeezing the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's gun control right there. As a matter of fact, my friend uh, Dale Perkins that, uh, that runs Perkins Protection uh, mm -hmm. Training, he's, he'll teach you lots of gun control uh, techniques. Mm -hmm. We don't need the government to, to pass any laws concerning gun control. Yeah. And if they did, it would just be completely illegal like all the other laws. Exactly. There hasn't been a true law passed in this country since 1871 when we got incorporated yeah mm -hmm. you know i i got to and the last little point i want to catch before our break here is uh, on these uh, these news that are out in the news the the thing where the federal judge a by the way a 
Trump-appointed federal judge struck down the illegal mask mandates for public transportation. Now, <clears throat> I read in, in, in the finding that this judge said, said that the mandates were put in place unlawfully. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, how would it have been lawful in any way whatsoever? It wouldn't have been lawful. It's a violation of your personal space. It's a viol right. you know, you, you, you have a right over your, your own person. Well, I could tell you, I never wore a mask through this whole thing. I never did either. And uh, I had the sheriff out in Sandoval, or I mean, uh, Torrance County, that I went into the DMV and literally uh, they yelled at me and everything. And I said, look, 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 no problem. I served them their papers, which was finding the DMV. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that after I'm done doing my paperwork, I turn around, there's a sheriff standing behind me. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Going to jail. <laughs> and and uh, got to educate another officer. And I said, are you here for me? Nope, I'm here to register my vehicle. <laughs> so I said, after you're done, could you write a report for me? I'll meet you outside. Yeah. My son videotaped it all. And he turned out it was the sheriff for the county. And he ended up writing me a report, and in that report says, I agree with Mr. McLean, mandates are not the law. And guess what? When I went back to go serve them again, because I go after these people when they mm -hmm. do this, mm -hmm. and it turns out that he wouldn't come. The sheriff wouldn't answer me anymore. Mm -hmm. I wonder who talked to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's never been a law, and it's like that's something I'm hoping that in the second hour we're going to talk about some things like that. We're going to talk about things that uh, in the Constitution that a lot of people probably don't know. We're going to really dig into it a lot. So we're going to talk about um, a little bit about attorneys, lawyers. I, I thought of this idea the other day. It's like, why do lawyers make terrible attorneys? And I actually even found a, a, an article from... The, the New York Times of all places. Wow. It, it's a really, really old, it's from like 1964. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Nothing recent, trust me. An old, an old news, uh, news article from the New York Times from 1964, which had some really interesting information in it. And so we're going to talk about why, why lawyers make terrible politicians. And unfortunately, uh, from what I understand, at least two-thirds of our elected representatives are lawyers. What is a trial by jury, as stated in the U.S. Constitution, in which you are entitled to a trial by jury? Common law. Yeah. And another topic I found that I just stumbled across this one, what is the actual jurisdiction of the U.S. Supreme Court? I don't think a lot of people know that. And there's some other things, too. Who knows if we'll get to them or not, because I have a feeling we have a lot of discussion about these things that I already mentioned. <laughs> so if we get to those other things, then we get to those other things. In any case, so it's the top of the hour, and it's been a great first hour, and we will be back right after this break.
ship of 